Hello, everybody, and welcome to the SAP Learning Insights Podcast. Today is all about SAP Ariba. What is it? How does it work? How do I learn to implement it? How do I use it? To guide us through all of these key questions in today's discussion is Tim Fabiniak, one of our resident experts and SAP Learning Room leads. Hello, Tim. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. With every new guest on the podcast, we always ask for the hero's origin story. Where are you from? How did you find yourself an SAP? And specifically, how did you end up becoming an SAP Ariba expert? Well, first off, hi, David. Thanks so much for having me on the podcast. Very excited to be here. Uh, hero's origin story. Yeah, so I was uh, bitten by a radioactive spider. <laughs> No, uh, so I came to uh, SAP via Ariba acquisition. Uh, I actually started at Ariba way back in 2007, got recruited right out of college and started at Ariba and was with Ariba, you know, up until the SAP acquisition in 2012 and then, you know, SAP from 2012 to present. So been here 14 years now doing Ariba pretty much the, well, Ariba the whole time, training pretty much the whole time. I, uh, initially came in to do, uh, customizations, like code Java for our customers. And I kind of came in right at the moment that Ariba was switching from on-prem to cloud. And so in that moment of everybody kind of changing roles and changing what they were doing, uh, I somehow found myself in the training group <laughs> and, uh, not my background. I'm an engineer by, by study. Um, but I've been here doing training ever since. Oh, that's pretty cool. That uh, yeah, I'm, I'm always interested when I come across um, folks who really are into the nuts and bolts of stuff, like the engineer coding types, mm-hmm. who also can transfer that knowledge and, and teach it. By my experience, uh, a rare breed. Yeah, it's a unique skill set. Well, and it, it's really fun on my team because you know it's a skill set not a lot of people have. So I get to feel really helpful, and uh, in my daily work, I end up doing a lot of little special engineering side projects. You know, I'm like, oh, I, I have this thing that I do. Like, can I automate it? Can I build a tool? You know, I have a little internal tool that I built for myself. That's like just a container. It's a Docker app running on BTP. And like, you know, nobody's telling me to do that. I'm just like, oh, this will be a fun little project and it'll save me some time. And so every so often I get to show people like, oh, this is a thing I was working on. And they go, wow, how did you do that? I'm like, oh, this is actually what I'm supposed to be doing. But uh, (laughs) it's my background. Really cool. Able to go into the nuts and bolts and explain it to everybody as well. Yeah. And uh, speaking of explanations, um, could you talk about what SAP Ariba is all about? So when when I think of SAP Ariba... The only interaction I have with it is the um, the internal company acquisition portal. So if I need to order a new laptop or hardware or something like that, I go through Ariba mm-hmm. and uh, order through there. Um, but other than that, no real experience with that. Tell us all about it. You know, yeah, it's funny. That was my first experience with Ariba too. So before I joined Ariba, the company, uh, as a college job, I was working at uh, Geek Squad, which is like Best Buy's computer repair people. Yeah. And... Best Buy's internal ordering system was Ariba. So if something went wrong, if we lost like a customer's power adapter or something and needed to get them a new one, we would go into this system and order it. And it was just listed as Ariba. And the funny part is I joined Ariba. I never even thought about it. And uh, we, I was in training after I joined. And I was like, this, this system looks really familiar. I think I've used this before. And I actually called up my old supervisor. I was like, hey, that system we use to like buy people power adapters. What was that? She's like, Oh, it's Ariba. I was like, yeah, I work there now. That's really cool. So for, I think for most people, their experience of Ariba is my company has a software and I use it to, you know, buy things for me. 
Uh, and that is part of what Ariba does. But Ariba itself is a pretty big suite. So the piece that you've seen and that I think most people see is our kind of procurement application. Um, we also have an application that we would just call like strategic sourcing. Um, and that application is used to find suppliers to sell you those goods and then uh, do contracting with them. So, you know, setting up a legal agreement, doing the signatures and all that uh, so that you can buy things from them. And then the real thing of Ariba is the Ariba network, the real important piece. The Ariba network is how our buyers and suppliers communicate with each other and collaborate on things like, uh, you know, you can send an order out. They can tell you this is available. This is not available. It's going to be shipping. It's going to be here tomorrow. Like all the kind of logistics pieces of that uh, is handled and the electronic communication uh, between buyer and supplier through the Ariba network. Uh, and that's k kind of the really important piece of Ariba. Okay. Um, so Ariba Network, I'm, I'm thinking something that, well, just off the top of my head, if a supplier that you as a company has no longer had or has no contact with in the past um, happens to be on the Ariba Network, let's say you're an auto parts manufacturer um, and you need to find somebody who makes water pumps, let's say. Yeah. Is it possible to find a supplier who makes those water pumps that you've had no previous contact with and suddenly create an immediate contract and um, supply agreement within a short amount of time? So that, is that the idea? Yeah, the, <laughs> there's actually even several different ways you can go about doing that. So I'll, I'll give you a couple examples here. It'll let you see how sort of wide the functionality in Ariba can be. Um, so there's a tool that we have called Discovery, which is like a commodity matching tool. So if you're saying, oh, we need bolts, mm -hmm. you can put a request out there, show me suppliers who can do bolts. And then that goes out to any supplier that said, oh, yeah, we manufacture bolts, and they can respond. And based on those responses, you can sort of shortlist different suppliers and say, okay, these four look good. Let me pull them back into my Ariba system. And I want to do uh, what we would just call like an RFP, uh, request for proposal. And let me get, you know, details about the company, make sure that they can manufacture enough bolts that they can get them to us fast enough, get the pricing. And then from that RFP, you can create a contract, create an award, start to send purchase orders. So all of that can be done through Ariba. Okay. All right. Sounds cool. And um, maybe just one more oddly specific question. Can something like this be automated? So let's say, uh, can you set up maybe a, a plan A, plan B, plan C supplier? So if your plan A falls through, it can automatically sort of fall back onto the next one. Yeah. Is that something that would, because I'm, think, I'm thinking of that now because in our, the current time of, of shortages and we have lots of supply chain issues across the world at the moment, I'm wondering if uh, something like that could be solved uh, in such a way. Yeah, there's some unique problems in supply chain right now. I'll tell you what, I'm glad sometimes that right now, especially I'm only a trainer and I don't have to deal with this in the real world. You know, I just show people what buttons to click, right? <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, setting up multiple sources of supply and moving between them, it, it's a thing you can do. I don't know how automated you can make it. With the right integrations into SAP, I think you can probably have something uh, something in line with that. Ariba itself is uh, probably not going to do that in an automated fashion. Okay. All right. So I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop gr grilling you an oddly specific question. Then uh, <laughs> let's move on. You, you mentioned um, SAP integration specifically. I'm thinking SAP S4 HANA, and sure. uh, we already talked about procurement. But the, doesn't SAP S4 HANA already have a procurement module? Yeah. What's the difference? And so it, does SAP have two procurement uh, solutions 
in parallel. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> SAP probably has more than two procurement solutions. I think if we probably went and listed out all of them, it's, it's a bunch, right? Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's overlap, and then there's things that each of them do uniquely well. And I think sometimes the fit that an organization might have between doing like S4 procurement versus Ariba procurement, it's going to vary depending on industry a lot. Um, so certain types of purchases you might just find easier to do through SAP versus through Ariba. It's going to depend a little bit even on the person using the system. So for example, if you've been using SAP procurement for 20 years, right? <laughs> and we show you Ariba, we're like, look how easy it is. You would say, oh, well, you know, SAP is already easy for me, right? I, I, I know how to use it. This is a good tool. I think the, the use case for Ariba is as a complement to S4 procurement, right? So okay. you would probably implement S4 HANA, you'd implement the procurement module. And then what Ariba brings is a very nice user interface. So for people who are just casual buyers, you know, they can go in, they can do their shopping and they don't really need a whole lot of, <laughs> it's hard as a trainer to say this, but they don't need a whole lot of training to use the system. Right. If you've used our internal guided buying system, it's pretty similar to just any website that you'd shop at online. And that's the idea. You can go in, get what you need, and you don't have to go through a bunch of training classes in order to do it. Again, oof, pains me to have to say that. Right? <laughs> um, and then, you know, there, there's the Ariba network, I think, is the other really important piece that goes with that. So. The Ariba network lets buyers and suppliers transact documents um, with a lot less work and setup than it might be for uh, using another system. Okay. Um, so to give you an example, it might take um, two weeks for buyer and supplier to start communicating electronically over the Ariba network, um, which is pretty fast in terms of like setting up all the technical integrations. The Ariba network is kind of designed as a um, connect once, and then you're kind of connected to everybody on the network. Mm -hmm. So if you're a buyer, you've got to establish that buyer to Ariba network connection one time, and then same thing for suppliers. And after that, it's many to many. So once a supplier is on the Ariba network, it becomes very simple for them to connect to other buyers who are on it. And so that, that network piece really uh, simplifies the process of setting up those intercompany connections. Okay. Makes sense. So within the network, things seem to work quite smoothly and conveniently. What about outside of the network? So in, in terms of interfacing with other systems, uh, other environments, is there sort of a set list of uh, other systems or environments that Ariba interfaces with, or is every interface a sort of custom development event? Yeah. So... If you think about Ariba as a suite, right, every piece of that suite is going to connect to different systems in different ways. Uh, a lot of that is built in, right? So you're not necessarily having to build all of these communications protocols, but it does depend a little bit on the system. You know, if we're talking about ERPs, obviously Ariba is pretty good about connecting to SAP. There's other ERP systems we connect with, so things like Oracle, PeopleSoft, JD Edwards, uh, Microsoft Dynamics. I've seen all of those in use. And then on the supplier side, you know, there's a ton of different supplier systems that we could connect to and different protocols. And so Ariba has, uh, you know, we support things like uh, CXML, EDI, 
Uh, we, we can even do fax, right? So if a supplier wants to give us a fax number, we can fax some orders. Uh, so we try to support as many different communication methods as possible to make it uh, as easy as we can. And then for suppliers, we we just have a portal that you can log into as well. So if you have a web browser, you can get into Ariba. Okay. Sounds good. Is this something that a, a student that's studying something in supply chain or logistics uh, should get certified in? So um is a certification for people who are using it or implementing Ariba, I guess, is, is mm. my question. And is that useful for uh, SAP newbies who maybe are interested in working in the procurement slash logistics sector? Yeah, it's a really interesting question. Uh, so let me say, first off, Ariba has, I think, six different certifications right now. So there's some choices that you can do. I would say for most people, if you are not doing Ariba implementations as a job, certification might be a little bit too much for you, right? The, the amount of time that you'd have to put into it, you may not be getting quite the level of value that you'd hope. Uh, if you are interested in Ariba and, you know, just for personal use or you're using it at work or, you know, trying to do some career development, uh, we have some options that are like maybe a step under certification that you can do. Uh, so for example, for uh, our sourcing contracts and procurement modules, we have these knowledge badges that you can get. And, you know, it's not quite the same thing as uh, certification, but they're pretty difficult tests to prove that you kind of know your stuff. And so you can go in and study the materials, do the knowledge badge. Uh, you have something to show that you've, you know, taken the initiative and you've learned the stuff, but without having to sort of sit for the three hour 80 question exam that certification requires of you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So certification is probably more for the folks who will be doing the, uh, implementation slash integration tasks yeah i i would say uh, if you are a functional or technical consultant then the certification is the way to go probably for students i would i would look into those knowledge badges first and then you know if that strikes a fire in you if you're like oh man ariba is really great i really want to do the uh, exam then you know then at that point you can still go ahead and do the exam okay and the knowledge badges i assume you can find spread throughout the learning journeys that are connected to ariba yeah, yeah. If you go to our learning journeys, you'll see that there's usually about halfway on the journey to your certification. There may be one of those knowledge badges there. Okay, good to know. And speaking of learning journeys and or getting certified, I was wondering how your learning room can support the goal of people getting educated in SAP Ariba. So um, it's, it's outside of the context of just consuming an ebook or e-learning, what does the learning room itself have to offer to help people right, and keep them on track to passing that exam? Yeah. So we, uh, for Ariba, we have two learning rooms. Uh, one we call the Ariba Overview Room. That's your basic, I'm getting started in Ariba, help me, I'm lost. <laughs> I need a little bit of direction kind of room. Uh, and then we have the Certification Learning Room. So the full name is SAP Ariba Certification Learning Room. And that's the one where if you're really trying to get certified and you have specific questions about the certification or what you need to know or about the content, you can come in and ask. You know, those learning rooms, I'm kind of the main moderator for them. And I generally will talk to people about anything in there. <laughs> so if you have questions about the course content, you can ask them. You know, questions about the product. Sometimes we get these very detailed questions from people who are like working on an implementation and they're like, I'm trying to do this. How can I do it? Uh, I will give my best attempt at answering those questions <laughs> in the time that I have available. Uh, sometimes people just want to talk about, you know, Ariba or other things that are going on. And I'm happy to kind of answer those as well. I think 
you know, we use this phrase like learning journey a lot when we talk about stuff and how, you know, there's this process of over time consuming the content, absorbing more knowledge. And sometimes it helps just to talk things through with people, you know, and say like, hey, I was looking at this. I'm not sure I understand what's trying to be said here. You know, can you give me an example? Can we can we talk through this a little bit? And so I find those conversations hopefully helpful for people who are having them with me. And I think the nice thing about the learning room is anybody can go in there and see those conversations happening and maybe learn a little passively or pick up some things that they didn't even know that they should be asking about. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the other thing that I want to call out, and uh, we have these in our overview learning room, we run live sessions with our instructors. So it's not like every week, but pretty much every week, there's somebody out there who's running a session that you can attend on different topics. And you can go in and ask questions and see what's going on. And I, I would highly recommend people learning Ariba try to get into those live sessions that we run. Okay. And that's a call to action to everybody out there. <laughs> Join the learning rooms for Ariba. Ask Tim anything. Yeah. <laughs> He'll discuss it with you. Oh, no, I'm in trouble now. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Regarding learning system access, I've lost track. Um, you guys do have practice systems, correct, on SAP learning system access that people can um, get hands-on with? Yeah. <laughs> systems is a real pain point for Ariba. We spent a very long time trying to get learning systems access up, Yeah, and uh, I, was, I was heavily involved in that process. So I think right now we have support for 12 different courses in learning systems access. Um, so most of the ones where you're just learning the kind of basic business process, click through stuff, uh, we support in learning systems access. You can go in and kind of try out the end-to-end business process in the systems. Uh, we don't really have support for some of the more technical things. So if you want to try configuring Ariba, that's not a thing we can support right now. Uh, we are very interested in being able to do that, but it's a it's a pretty challenging technical problem. And the it was, I don't want to say it was like a miracle that we got the learning systems access we have working, but it took a lot of people a lot of time to uh, to make that work. I'll say that. It was a big effort. Okay. Well, good to hear it's there. I remember back in the day when it was a uh, work in progress. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to hear that progress has been made and uh, you can now get some hands-on training as well. Yeah. And we're always looking to expand. So even even just yesterday, I was talking with some people about some creative new ways that we might be able to use it. Uh, you know, you've heard me talk a lot about the Ariba network on podcast today. One thing I really am excited about is maybe trying to allow people to set up a supplier account on the network and link it to one of our learning systems access systems. So you get to see kind of how suppliers would connect with a buyer by doing it yourself. That's the kind of thing that over the next, you know, months and years, we're going to try to do more of for people. Okay. So that that would be so maybe a practice network would you call it or would it be on the real Ariba network? It, it would be on the real Ariba network. Uh, so okay. yeah, it's it's real interesting hands-on stuff. We also did one recently with the mobile app. So you know we have like a, a cell phone app mm-hmm. right for iOS and Android, and we've set it up so that you can connect that to the learning systems access as well. So you can see how the mobile app works and test it out and stuff. So. It definitely blurs the line between test system and real system. And uh, I mean, the actual truth of our learning systems access, it's not really a test system. Yeah, the way that we've set it up, it is a production Ariba system <laughs> that's out there in the same stack as all of our customers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's, you know, you're getting really access to a, a real live Ariba realm 
it's not like a little test environment. So going back, so we covered the, the certification part, the learning journeys, the social learning part, the hands-on part. Um, just another word on, well, not necessarily just certification, but just staying up to date. So stay current. It's always a, uh, a buzzword we're always using for professionals who maybe cross the finish line, they pass their exam, they start getting some work experience, but they should probably still check in every now and then to see what's new with the software. And I'm, I'm very unfamiliar with what the update cadence or how often things on SAP Ariba change or are improved. Mm-hmm. So what's the state current cadence like and what should certified people do to keep current? Yeah, well, for Ariba, it's it's really complicated, right? Because if we're talking about cloud software, um, you know, one of the questions I always get is like, what version of Ariba is it right now? Mm-hmm. And it's sort of a hard question because it's a persistent application and we push updates to Ariba all the time. Like there might be three updates in a day. And, you know, most people don't see those changes. There are things like little bug fixes or we're just, you know, we finished some code and we're shipping it. So there's really just constant updates to Ariba in the background. So I always tell people, don't think about Ariba as having versions. I know we do releases and they have version numbers on them, but Think of Ariba the same way you'd think of something like Gmail, right? Nobody ever asks, oh, what version of Gmail am I on, yeah. right? It's just a website. You go there, and it's the current version. And I think people should think about Ariba the same way. Uh, now, that said, we do a lot of updates. Um, to make them a little more palatable, we try to kind of have a window that we push things out to people. So what will happen is in the background, they're working on code. They're shipping code to the product, and it's turned off. Right. So those those features, nobody can see them. And then usually like one weekend, um, it's usually in like the second month of the quarter. So once per quarter in the second month, we will turn those features on. Some of them are turned on and everybody just sees them. Some of them require a little bit of extra enablement to be on. Mm-hmm. But we will essentially make those features visible that we've been pushing to the code for the last three months. Uh, and then along with that, there's a whole bunch of release readiness materials, documentation, and stuff that ships. So what I tell people is, well, let's take it on two tracks. There's the how do you keep up to date with the application part, and then how do you keep your certification up to date, yep. which are kind of two different pieces here. So for the application part, they run webinars for every release, and I really, really recommend that people attend those webinars. If you are set up in our, we, we call it Ariba Connect is our sort of customer system where we um, have support tickets and documentation and information. So if you're in that Ariba Connect system, hopefully you're getting those notifications about the release uh, webinars, and I would recommend you attend them. And then the documentation, it can be hundreds of pages of content. So when you're thinking about documentation, you probably have to pick and choose what sounds interesting. You know, you'll say, okay, I work in the contracts app. So let me skim what's available through contracts. You know, oh, this looks interesting. Let me read about it, right? And that's just your kind of quarterly keeping up to date cycle. If you are certified, we have a program that we just call Stay Current. And for those, we will produce a package that we say, you know, we think these are the features that you need to pay attention to. So read about these features. And then there's like a short quiz. It has a few questions just to make sure that you've picked that up. Now, we used to do that quarterly along with every release, 
we want to make it a little easier for people. <laughs> like mm-hmm. having to go every quarter, especially if you have multiple certifications, it has a lot of work for people. So we've changed that cycle now and we do those every six months. So every six months, there'll be a new package that you consume the content, take the quiz, and that keeps your certification current. Got it. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, we talked about a lot of the uh, maybe standard deliverables and features of uh, SAP Ariva. And um, as we near the end of the podcast, I wanted to maybe approach the more unusual part of your experiences with SAP Ariva. So um, I was wondering, what sort of uh, interesting experiences has the world of SAP Ariva brought to you in terms <laughs> of maybe in the classroom or while training people or as your time as a coder? or um, something in that respect. So what are some unusual things that you've experienced or seen via SAP Ariba? Oh, well, if you think about, I spent seven or eight years on the road doing this. I kind of work from home now, um, but in my travels, the craziest stuff would happen. I was in a car accident one time on the way to an airport. We got rear-ended. Oh, boy. I, I was at a very, very large company uh, Actually, this happened twice. It happened once in an SAP building, too, where there was a fire drill in the middle of class. <laughs> and so everybody has to, like, leave the building. And we're just standing outside. Like, in uh, the one company, there were tens of thousands of people working there, right? It was a huge campus. And so we're just, you know, it took like two hours. We're just standing around outside. Did it continue um, the lesson outside? Yeah. So the, uh, yeah, try to do it without computers. Oh, when I started uh, initially, uh, I guess this was probably back in like 2008 or 2009. Back then, we were still doing on-prem training, and we used to have to ship computers with Ariba on them out to places. So we had these big cases. We call them MTUs, mobile training units. And they had eight laptops and eight mice and eight power adapters in them. And it was basically a human-sized case that weighed about 100 pounds, and we would ship that all over the world. And I was doing a training in the Philippines, and it got held up in customs, so we just didn't have computers for our training. How, how did you manage that? Um, that was that was an interesting <laughs> whiteboard one. and some markers. We uh, we did our best. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was funny because I had my laptop with me. I I had put an extra MTU in my bag. So I had my normal laptop plus one MTU. And uh, we just, we tried to make it work. And I don't know, they had me back. I don't think they were too unhappy with me, but that was, that was a crazy one. Um, you know, in terms of the software itself, I, I don't know that there's anything completely wild. I do know that I've seen like nuclear materials purchased through Ariba. That's always an interesting one because of all the regulations around it. The fun ones for me have been when I get to work with people that, you know, their products are somehow integrated into my life in a way. So like I, I was working at this uh, large pizza chain and, you know, I'm at their headquarters and I'm sitting down at the table and everybody's introducing themselves and, you know, they all had, like, jobs related to pizza. So there was, like, the cheese guy, and then the meats guy, and then this guy just did sauce, and then there was the desserts guy, and everybody seemed really jealous of him. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's fun. So every time I, I get a pizza, I think of those guys. It's one of the fun parts about procurement is you get to see how all these things that you interact with in everyday life don't always think about you know, how did this get here? Who made this happen? You start to get to meet those people, and it's really interesting to uh, to get to have those conversations with them. Yeah, seeing the people and systems that uh, I guess everybody 
takes for granted. So um, as all this stuff is running smoothly in the background, nobody ever thinks about it or notices it. Yeah. Um, you only notice it till something goes wrong, till something is <laughs> there's a shortage or something gets held up at customs. Then people start ask questions and, and to look around. But uh, right. It's I guess it's really cool to see the inside of uh, at least the one component of how the global supply chain works. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and sometimes seeing inside gives you, you know, some uh, insights you may not want to have. So, I'll give you one more example here. We have a reporting tool uh, we just call Spend Analysis, and it grabs data from a bunch of different systems and pulls them into a reporting tool where you can kind of, you know, like look around, drill down into the data, create reports. And we would do training with people in, ideally, in their site with their data. This includes procurement data. Sometimes it includes travel and expense data. And, you know, when you're doing a demo, you're like, oh, let's look around. Let's see. Oh, this seems interesting. What's this here? And you'd get to spots where you'd be digging into, you know, their commodity classification and who's buying stuff. And you have people in the class who are like, wait, what's going on there? Like, can you, hey, can you open that? And you're like, you're delivering the class and they're sitting there going, <laughs> who bought that? They're not supposed to be able to get that. Who was that? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, we can go right to the PO here in the system. And they're like, okay, I got to look into this. This person's going to get in trouble. You know, like, <laughs> it's, it's really interesting to see uh, the tool in action and what it does for people. Yep. Lots of information. Who did what, where, when, and why. Uh, Tim, we've taken 30 minutes of your time so far. We appreciate it. As we close, I always want to ask um, you if you have any final words of wisdom to our learners. Oh, that's a big one. Okay. Uh, I guess if you are trying to learn Ariba specifically, just be warned it's it's big. I've been doing this for 14 years. I don't know everything. I struggle keeping up, and most of my job is just keeping up with it. So you know, pace yourself, take your time, understand that it's a process and you will continue to make progress over time in your learning, but you're not going to get everything right away. And we see this a lot when we bring instructors on and have to ramp them. Like people, it's easy to get frustrated and be like, oh man, I've been doing this for like two years and I'm still kind of working on my second module. It's like, well, you know, you want to get everything. It, I, I don't even know anybody who knows all of Ariba. I mean, I, there's a couple people on our team who come pretty close, but there's usually a few areas that they're not very strong. Uh, it's a big, big tool. And I think people sometimes come in and they're like, oh, I'm going to learn Ariba. It's easy. I know SAP. It's like, oh, well, okay. You know, come back to me in a decade, right? <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see how far you got. I think learning in general, you know, there's, we're at a really interesting point, I think, in how people are approaching learning. Yeah, if you go back five or ten years, it still seemed like a lot of stuff was, you know, in-person learning. I know in parts of the country or parts of the world, there's still a lot of kind of in-person preference. And then we're at the same time seeing all of these learning platforms coming up. Uh, you know, I use uh, Pluralsight, LinkedIn Learning. Um, you know, we, of course, have Learning Hub, platforms like Coursera, Udemy. This whole idea of like the learning platform is becoming really popular and I think there's been an increased focus on skills development and learning lately, which I don't know that I have any super smart thoughts about it, but I think it's really interesting. And I think it's an, an exciting time to be both in the learning sort of world as a trainer, but also just as a learner. I think we're starting to see a lot more really interesting options for how people can pick up and learn things. 
And um, yeah, it's just an exciting time to be in this space. All right, cool. So Arib is really big. For you newbies out there, don't get discouraged. <laughs> One step at a <laughs> yeah. time. And uh, don't be afraid to learn online. So uh, you know for sure your laptops and your training materials will not get held up at customs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, many thanks, Tim. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This is the SAP Learning Insights Podcast. See you next time. Bye.